live. Thank you for joining us. Amen. God is so good and we're excited for what God is doing, what he's going to do this coming week with our church anniversary, the men's service. Amen. We want a move of God. We want God to move in our lives, to touch our hearts, our lives, and do a transformation because we want more of Jesus. Amen. Who wants more of Jesus? Amen. We want more of him. He is our only hope, church, is Jesus Christ. Amen. So this morning, I want to share with you, if you have your Bible, Luke chapter 6. The Gospel of Luke chapter 6. Now I'm going to read verse 12 and 13, and then I'm going to jump to verse 17. It's all right there in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6. And amen when you have it. And it says, um, it reads in verse 12, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray, speaking of Jesus, and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself. And from them he chose twelve. Whom he also named apostles. And then you look at verse 14 and verse. All the way to verse 16. He names all who were named or were apostles also. But look at verse 17. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came near him, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. It always gets my attention that Jesus, even though himself being God and he came to earth in the flesh. And he came in the flesh as a man. But the Bible says that without sin. I believe he came as a great Example, because Jesus is our elder brother. And it tells us who he was as a human, but without sin, again, I repeat. 
The Bible says that he went out to the mountain to pray. So even though he is God in a human form as a man, he was a man of prayer. You would think he's God. He doesn't have to pray. Amen. He doesn't have to go to the mountain to be alone with his father. But that just shows us how much us who are human beings who sin or come short of his glory, how much more we need to pray. And the Bible says that Jesus, not only did he pray, but the Bible says that he continued all night in prayer to God. And as a result of that, the Bible says, when it was day, he called his disciples to himself. He called all his disciples to himself. And from them, he chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles. Now, the Bible says, That Jesus came down with them. Jesus didn't come alone. He came down with his apostles or his disciples. And the Bible says, and he stood on a level place with the crowd. So you have Jesus, you have the apostles, and you have a crowd. Of his disciples. You got many disciples, but he chose specifically, he chose 12 of them. So you have Jesus, you have his 12 specific disciples or apostles, and he has a crowd, the Bible says, a crowd of his disciples. Now, there's something about when. When you have a prayer life. It seems that things happen on purpose. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that you've been in prayer in the presence of God, talking to God. And there's a reason for that. Is that you are full of God, full of power. But there's also needs. It wasn't just because he prayed and, you know, he prayed all night with God being alone. No, there's more to it. He made a decision. Out of all the multitude of disciples, he chose 12 But now we're going to see he's full of power. And it seems like it's on purpose because have you noticed that the more you get into God or you seek God or you've been spending time with God, it's like on purpose people, God will put people on your path. Because now you can be 
I'll start off saying this. You can be a blessing. You can share the good news. You can cast out a demon. Don't be afraid of demons, amen? They've been conquered. Because the Bible says that a great multitude of people from all Judea. Look what the Bible says, church. This is what we want, a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. The Bible says they came to what? Who came to hear him. They came to hear Jesus. Church, that's what we want. We want people to hear about Jesus. We want the Imperial Valley, we want the city of our central to hear about Jesus. Amen. We don't want to be just a church. But when they come or we go out, they hear about Jesus. And notice this, that these people who are hurting, people who are in pain, people who are struggling, people that have infirmities, sickness or disease, everything begins to change because Jesus is present. The Bible says they came to hear him and it says, and be healed of their diseases. Now, church, I know that Christ still heals. Amen? The Bible says from what? To be healed of their diseases. There's all types of diseases. A disease that they're full of sin. A disease that they are in bondage. They are enslaved to sin. A disease of, you know, what seems impossible. But I'm here to tell you that when the gospel is preached, when they hear the good news, people begin to get healed. People begin to get delivered. Why, church? Let me tell you why. Because Jesus Christ is present. And one of the things that's happening in the church, we think... That by other certain things, it's going to bring healing. Or that people are going to get delivered. Or something that is the arm of the flesh through man. No, church, the only way, the, our hope is that Jesus Christ is the only one who can touch hearts. Who can break hearts. Who can set free. Who can deliver. Who can make a new a person, a new creation in Jesus Christ. It's not just church. You know, you got people that are struggling. Just sit down outside in the backyard and listen to water. 
and it's going to bring healing. No. What you need is a touch of Jesus Christ. Amen. You need the waters of the power of the Holy Spirit. You people come out with these crazy things. Notice that he says, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. You know how many people are full of unclean spirits? Because of things they get into or because of the door they open or a certain type. And I'm not here, church. I'm not name dropping or, you know, nothing like that. But, but I'm speaking truth. Many times people are the ones that get involved in certain things or because there's a curse. There's a cur the only reason there's a curse is because Jesus doesn't live in that place. Jesus doesn't live in the life of a person. That's the only reason why there's a curse. It could be a curse of drugs. It could be a curse of, you know, righteous. People that say that they are right, that they are okay, that they don't need church or better yet to say they don't need Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior, that they say, I'm good, I'm, you know, I do this or I do that. Which we know that salvation is not by work. Salvation is only and only by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. People are tormented. Many times it's because of the drugs they use. People are tormented because of what they listen to. What they watch. But here's the good news. Jesus still breaks yokes. He still sets people free. Christ still delivers. What man cannot do, Jesus Christ can do it in a second. Why? Because it's the power of God. Tormented. You got people that hear voices. Now I'm not here to bash nobody, church. I'm not here bashing nobody. I'm speaking truth. You got people that are depressed, very depressed. Tormenting spirits that many times want to cause you to want to kill, take your life. And it could be a lot of things because, you know, what the surroundings you were in, the consequences, over-medicating. You know, and, and then you just seem like there's no help. Like no one's there. You, you feel alone in darkness. And, I mean, you just, you just rather take your life. 
But the good news is that Jesus Christ came to give you life and life more abundantly. That you don't have to live a life like that. You don't have to live a life that says, you know, I'm going nowhere. There's no hope. Yes, there is hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the reason why we pray. Because we need his power. Why do I need his power? So that when any evil spirit wants to come your way, even as a believer, you can command it to leave. And the Bible says, because Jesus is present and they were healed. Let me tell you something, church. Are we going to believe the Bible or we're not going to believe the Bible? Jesus Christ still heals. He heals. Amen? Don't let nobody tell you, oh, that's just church stuff. Oh, they, they just say that. No, the Bible says that if you can believe, all things are possible. Well, I don't believe in that stuff. It's funny that you believe in other things. It's like a person that doesn't read his Bible. But they go eat Chinese food and they eat that cookie and they take that little paper out. Oh, look. You haven't read the Bible in months and, and one thing that says, oh, everyone likes you. Hallelujah. Amen. Or it says, um, money's coming to you. And then all of a sudden he says, see, I don't need to work no more. Money's coming to me. And the Bible says, because Jesus was present. That, see, church, listen. Jesus was present. That's why when you're full of power Jesus is present nothing will get in your way nothing can stop you nothing will keep you back from you advancing or prospering because Christ his power is present the Bible says and the whole multitude sought what? What did they sought? The Bible says they sought to touch him. Did you get that? Church, when there's a church that's on fire for God, that God is in the house, people will come automatic. Where they see that there is power, there's anointing, there's a move of God, people will come. Why? Because there is power in the house. Jesus is in the house. Uh, 
That's why we praise God. We give him, we sing unto him. We give him glory and honor. We clap, we lift up our hands. We sing with all our hearts because the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Did you get that? God inhabits, in other words, God is in the house. He is tangible. He is present. I mean, you could feel the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's not, church, it's not a concert. It's about getting in his presence. It's about being hungry for God. It's, it's coming to honor him. That I need him. I need more of him. I am grateful. I come to the house of, and I give him thanks. And you know what happens? God begins to move. You know, it's not just coming church and just be like if we're like a statue. Froze. We serve a living God. Our God is not dead. Our God is not dead. Our God has ears and hears. He has eyes and sees. The God we serve has a mouth and he speaks. Our God rose from the dead on the third day. That's why we worship him. That's why we lift up our hands to him. Because I want a touch from God. I want to leave this place blessed. Full of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, and the whole multitude sought to touch him. They wanted to touch him. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? First she said it. And she says, I, if I could only touch his garment, I will be healed. Have you noticed? I don't know if you're catching this. The whole multitude saw, they went looking for Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood went what? She went looking for Jesus. And there was a multitude. The place was packed. In other words, there was a lot of people in the way. But church, you and I, when you're hungry, when you want a touch from Jesus, you're going to get through. You're going to do what you got to do. Nothing ain't going to stop you. Why? Because Jesus is here. Jesus is present. And the Bible says, and the whole multitude sought to touch him. For 
power went out from him and he healed them all. Listen, church, don't, don't wait or no, I don't have to go, move forward or I don't have to move from here. God will come over here. That's not what the Bible says. They went to him. See, when you, see, sometimes a lot of people miss this. Well, God's everywhere. That's true. God's everywhere. But in the house of God, there's order. Why do you think there's a platform? There's an altar? You think that when a preacher, an evangelist, a pastor, or someone says, hey, come forward, you think they're just saying it just because they're saying it because the Lord is telling them to tell you. It's not just that because it's me, or it could be Pastor Ephraim, it could be Brother Eddie, or any other preacher. We respond in faith. Yeah, yes, you might be hurting. You might be facing something at the moment. Maybe you didn't like the message. You didn't like the preaching. But this is between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. So what do you do? You come in faith. And when they all came, power went out from him. And because, see, God always honors those who are hungry, who want it. I've never seen in the Bible church, in the word of God, I've never seen God telling somebody, hey, back up. You're, you're asking too much. I've never seen it. Look at, look at the Gospels. There was on one occasion when one say, can, like saying, can you heal me? Of course I can. God never rejects. It's how much you want it, church. How much you want a touch from God. And I'm talking about us now, but us believers. There's nothing like sitting down in a church like like me being a pastor, if I go somewhere and I'm sitting down and the preacher says, hey, anybody wants to come forward, you want to touch, you're hungry, you want a transformation, I'm, go I'm going up there. I'm doing it by faith. And one of the things growing up, church, listen, I remember because I, for many years I sat under my father-in-law. And there were times, areas in the messages that that message was for me, And, and I'm, you want me to be real with you? One of the topics that would always hit me, because for a while, when I wasn't working, anytime he brought up about that the Bible teaches about working or that the Bible teaches about you being responsible in your home and all that, it would hit me. And there were times where I would think, man, I think he's throwing it at me, and I'm his son-in-law. But, but I would shake it off, and I said, no, that's... That's for me. So what would I do? I would come forward in faith. Knowing that maybe at the moment I couldn't get a job. Not that I didn't want to work. Maybe I couldn't get a job. 
But those messages were, they would just hit me. And about giving to the Lord when I couldn't. You know how hard, if you're not spiritually fit, it can affect you. We, you can take it the wrong way. But when you're spiritually fit, you're strong. You know, you're seeking God. But maybe there's one thing that, you know, you could, you need to work on. Or maybe at the moment it's not happening. But, you know, praise the Lord. For power went out from him and he healed him. Oh, that's what I like. He says, oh. Now you might say, well, how? Well, if the Bible says, oh, he healed them all. It's like me saying, if you call upon Jesus, you will be saved. And you doubt it or you start making excuses. Well, I don't think um, I'm saved because maybe I didn't call him the correct way. The Bible doesn't say how correct. He just says call upon him. Jesus, and you shall be saved. He healed them all. And church, God wants to touch you. And he wants to touch. God wants to use you so that others can be touched. But don't do it. Don't do it in your own strength. Don't do it in your own flesh. Do it in the power and the name of Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's the Jesus I'm talking about, church. And that's the Jesus I'm excited about. And I'm getting more exciting as time goes. Because I know all of us here, we only have a certain block of time we have left here on earth. And we have to run with everything that God has commanded us to do. Please stand, church. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com. Come